This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Welcome back, witches, to the newest episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. Um, Shale, what lovely libation are you enjoying tonight? Libation, that's a good word. Isn't it? Doesn't it make it sound fancier? But it also kind of sounds a little dirty, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we like that's your dirty. hat today. Um, what am I drinking? So I have worked a lot this week and was not as prepared as I wanted to be. So I know this is like episode three or whatever, but I'm like already failing on the whole, we're going to have special drinks every episode. So Cheyenne's coming through. I'm not, I'm just having a glass of red wine. Cheyenne, what are you drinking tonight? No, you're not having a glass of red wine. It can still be themed. We talked about it. It's a glass of blood. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Latina will appreciate it if it's creepy. That's right. Oh no, I just spoiled our guest. <laughs> the title, the title already spoiled it. It's totally fine. Um, I'm drinking they can a cocktail. read the bio already. It's fine. Yeah, it's already chaotic. I'm drinking a cocktail that I invented 10 minutes ago in my kitchen. It's so beautiful. Isn't it so cute? I'm calling it the poison apple. I'm actually gonna take this off because it's impossible to drink with this giant ass apple slice on it. But a little apple slice ASMR to start our episode. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. What is it? It's vermouth. It's sweet vermouth, bitters, gray whale gin, Ooh. which is really good. It's a new, new brand of gin for me, and I'm excited about it. Um, lime Perrier and apple cider. I'm realizing that my home bar sucks. <laughs> like My home bar what? only has vermouth and bitters in it right now. Okay, and but gin. you just listed like off the only amazing, in my house. You listed off amazing mixins and stuff. Like, I literally have wine and, like... Good tequila <laughs> that's it I love it I and mean the this is basically a Negroni it. it's like a Negroni with apple juice and lime in it like okay also for when that episode goes live um it's already live just kidding you all yeah, have heard it, it. that's our first episode <laughs> um I didn't get the reference to the Negroni I know you didn't I did it I'm- and then I was like scrolling on TikTok and I was like god damn it <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about it now because I was really excited about it. And then honestly, that was a lot of restraint to not call me out straight up. <laughs> it on felt very flat. Well, to be fair, like, <laughs> Game of Thrones isn't everyone's bag, right? And like, I don't want to. That when it comes You're from. like keeping up with it. Yeah. The actors are both from uh, House of the Dragon. Oh, okay. I just thought it was some like random like Love Island or like some UK reality show. I mean, that would also be something that I would pull cocktail inspiration from. Exactly. So, very fair. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So now that I've spoiled it, we are joined tonight by who? Shale? Latina Lucero. So Latina, we forced her to become our best friend after meeting her for like three days. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't forced necessarily. I mean, I had to introduce myself with, yeah, um, I don't talk because I usually say a dad joke and then like, it's crickets like just chirping <laughs> and I don't know what to do so but that's why we were like immediately like Lina <laughs> is one of us we need that's to bring her in great about a podcast platform 
because like we don't we don't get feedback from people you know like like we can just shout into the void and for the most part people are either like kind or silent so fingers crossed it continues (laughs) so (laughs) so we also did bribe latina with pumpkin spice oreos like we did everybody else at beyond the veil but we wanted to introduce you to latina because she's adorable she's talented and amazing in all of the ways and um the reason we wanted to bring her on is because she has wild stories y'all like the most amazing stories i've ever heard in my life and tonight we're going to talk to her first of all about the amazing business that she has because she's one of the most talented artists that we've seen in a long time and as a matter of fact she designed our new logo so now you can put a face to the name um but we wanted to talk about like her perspective on the intersection of folklore and when it actually plays out in real life because her family has a lot of deeply rooted um, beliefs in folklore but also has the stories to back them up and so I just find it to be this really fascinating dynamic and I cannot wait for her to share some of the stories that she shared with us plus a couple new ones it sounds like we're excited what are you drinking what are you joining us with tonight okay um well it's Mountain Dew with some ice cubes wahoo's to go cup yes no because i needed to get all pumped up so now i'm all jacked up on mountain dew and i'm ready yes it it needs to be themed okay it's um okay i mean it's like bright yellow like like ectoplasmy yeah ectoplasm okay we'll just call it ectoplasm slime there we go beautiful I Love also would not be surprised if Mountain Dew had ectoplasm in it. Honestly, me either. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you can't hear it, but I'm shuffling our tarot cards. We are christening a new tarot deck with this episode. Ooh, um, that's even a surprise for me. Yeah. So this is a new deck um, from the Pulp Girls on Instagram. Um, they've been teasing this one for a while. So if you don't follow the Pulp Girls, they I believe are a pair of sisters artists who also just post like all of their shit's cute as hell but <laughs> they um they do a lot of astrology memes oh, oh is that like the Libra ones that you no, share? no that's horror oh. scoops I follow a lot of astrology memes you really do <laughs> um no but pulp girls they're really cute it's all like pulpy like pulp fiction kind of illustrations um but Ew. this deck everyone is um, there are no male presenting figures in this deck, um, which is fun. So it's based on the Smithwaite and very similar illustrations to the Smithwaite with their own kind of take on it. But everyone is hot and fun and non-binary slash lady figures, which I'm excited about. Because those are the only people I want to hang out with anyway. No offense to our five male listeners. I like you guys. <laughs> Oh, I have to draw a card. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> she's just over here munching on her apple. This is why we edit. I haven't eaten today, so eating the apple is probably important. Apples yeah. are the- We need that, that sugar in the blood streams. Yeah. Um, don't, don't follow my example. Eat your food, drink your water. Don't sit on your medicine ball and work for a solid 10 hours without getting up. Okay. Today, we have drawn the five of wands. Ooh. 
And what I like about this deck and this particular guidebook in general is that these gals have created, there's an affirmation that goes along with each card and oh, cute. reflection questions. So I think it's nice in the podcast setting so you can actually like ponder what this relates to in your own life. If I can find the right page. <laughs> Five of wants. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one feels a little pointed. Are we going to get called out? It's yeah, like it's christening the deck and we're immediately being called out. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. I've done a it's couple fine. solo uh, pulls with this deck, but we're still getting to know each other. But she's sassy. She's got some sass. <laughs> uh, so five of wands. Remember that growth requires some discomfort. Ooh, okay. Like, fine. Okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> represents a need for clear communication, fighting to be heard, disagreement, and competition. So the affirmation for this card is, I am allowed to disagree with those around me. So my fellow people pleasers, my fellow people with a heavy amount of Libra in their uh, star chart, uh, it's fine. It's fine to say no. It's fine if you don't agree. It's also fine to vocalize it. Uh, reflection questions. Am I being clear about what I want? And does this feel like a discussion? Or does it feel like a battle? Choose wisely. Ooh, that's actually a really excellent question. Isn't that a good one? That is a really good one. Um, yeah, we're gonna, gonna, I'm going to ponder that one for a while, for sure. Yeah. We're going to keep this deck around for a while, um, see how this new format works. Uh, if it shows up for you at all in your week, in your day, in your life, month, year, and that's now we're just doing the theme song of Friends, um, <laughs> go ahead and let us know on Instagram. Well, I can say honestly that I I feel like it's calling me out. It's like <laughs> you say yes to everything. Stop doing that. Yeah, same. Except for thank you for saying yes to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we're uh, still gonna have a conversation about paying you at the end of this. So yeah, you really can't good run away try. From us now. Really good try running away from us. <laughs> We're just in the corner you live. It's not going to fucking work. Oh, God. <laughs> this is your friendly per witch and slip, everyone, and a reminder to um, uh, pay people for the beautiful things that they make. Shop local, shop small. We're coming into holiday season, all the good things. So, And everyone deserves what a plumber makes. What's a plumber That's what makes? I saw on Instagram the other day. What's I think the average like, salary of a plumber? I think it was like 40 bucks an hour. And I feel like we all deserve that. That's nice. That's yeah. If you have to touch people's shit or be around that's it, that's what I'm saying. Look at it. I feel you like guys, that's low. You guys, literally, okay, so you know those career tests you take in like middle school, high school? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not even joking. When I took that test, it was like, you're destined to be a plumber. So <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I don't know. I don't know what it is about me. I guess I'm just. I'm curious how you answered the questions for it to like say Latina your your this future is, is plumbing. Yeah, honestly, I wish I had the answers to that. I <laughs> couldn't even tell you what those questions were, but I got it and I was like, okay, this is definitely not where I saw my life going, but I guess <laughs> how it is. That's amazing. There wasn't like an awakening of like, oh yeah, this is what I've always wanted to do. Like, yeah, I love this. You like fixed your first garbage disposal and it was all like uphill from there. No, 
it, it was sort of like, no. okay, I like, like Mario and Luigi. They're kind Fair. of, you know, so. Probably also my favorite plumbers. Is that, is that why? I, I don't know. But now this conversation is making me question it all again. <laughs> so we're really getting real philosophical about our future destinies. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Oh, I don't know. I'll check in in a year. <laughs> Keep us updated for sure. <laughs> Latina will be back on season five as our like ghost <laughs> instead. Yeah. Like, a hey, isn't that what the people from Ghost Hunters used? Well, like, that was their day job, wasn't it? They were like plumbers, yeah. and that's how they would. Um, Which, like, to be their... fair, how else are you going to get into a shit ton of people's random ass haunted houses? Yeah, but then that's how they, like, they had like extra skills for debunking hauntings because they'd be like, nah, bro, this is just the pipes. That's cool. Gotta answer those bullshit questions. There you go, Latina. We're unveiling too much. All right. Um, okay. Shale, do you want to, you ready to dive in? Do you have questions? Yes, I am. All right, Latina, we're just going to dive right in. Okay. I want to know what is your, like, if you were to define the way that you perceive folklore and have had folklore interwoven through your life, how would you define that? And how has it impacted your life? Well, with New Mexico, even just as a state. So both sides of my family are from New Mexico. Um, like literally some of the first native people, that's how far back my ancestry kind of ties into this place. It's it's literally all based on folklore and superstition. Um, as a as a society, it's it's really rooted deep. And so growing up, it was sort of like it was very heavily based in like like almost witchy um spiritual ghost type stuff angels like it was all part of our everyday life um in our culture so you know talking about these things it's not really um it's not really weird it's it's pretty normal but I think in general it's it's very tied into the religious aspect of um, Catholicism, as well as there's some, um, so there's obviously Spanish beliefs heavily in the state, as well as Mexican beliefs from Mexico, and then also Puebloan beliefs um, from the native people of the New Mexico region going into like Southern Colorado. So I, I would say in total, like folklore is pretty much like 99% of my life, I guess. So yeah, be crazy. So when you say it's like 99% of your life, like give us kind of an example of what that looks like. How does it play out in your life? Well, um, my grandma, she, she very much is a, is a, a ghost storyteller. She, she loves to tell stories um, and I think that has a lot to do with like the oral tradition, the passing on of um, certain mm-hmm. stories through language. And um, that was a huge part of my childhood. But not only that, you kind of get into um, ghost stories that aren't really ghost stories. They're actual like real life encounters of things, very supernatural things you can't really explain that have impacted my family. And it, it's kind of prepared um 
my relatives going back as far as I could even think of for, you know, some of the the belief systems and some of the religious and um, cultural aspects of of our lives, you know, so we have things like, you know, I'm sure I, I I'm not going to assume you guys know the story, but like La Llorona is huge in New Mexico. That's not really um, a witch story, more, more a ghost story. And ghost stories are very prevalent, um, but so is, is witchcraft. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about witchcraft, like brujeria and hechizeria, which is like sorcery, which um, when speaking about brujeria versus you know, so like witchcraft versus sorcery, it's a little bit different. So you have sorcery, which um, in New Mexico is considered more like plant magic, um, like kind of the stuff that, that I like, I like watching shale stuff because it reminds (laughs) me of our sorcery in New Mexico, you know, Um, that, that wasn't so much of a threat um, to like my ancestors, but when talking about like communal witchcraft um we're we're told at a very young age like oh these people made packs with the devil and so they're bad people and um you know it's 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 taken a lot of that kind of information and kind of put it into a story context kind of almost like a cautionary tale like a a, what a fable would be and normal like storytelling in New Mexico, like that's kind of what they use to keep us on like the straight path, basically. Yeah. And so you kind of you kind of touched on this, but do you think it is like the overlaying of religion on top of these ancestral beliefs that that have like the view of witchcraft in that light? Or has that always been something that's also traditionally speaking been perceived that way? Oh, I would, I would definitely say it. it's really about religion. Um, when we're talking about New Mexico, like, it was one of the, you know, main areas of the Catholic, you know, conversion, where we're all converting to Catholicism. And um, I think one of the biggest things to consider, too, is when we're talking about, like, mestizo culture, which you know, is like mixed blood. Um, I, I'm from Mestizo culture. We have, you know, the Native American aspect with the Spanish aspect. And so there's like this weird, um, I don't want to say racist, but a, a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit of racism in terms of um, mixed blood, because back in, back in those times, like in colonial times, and when you know, the Europeans are coming over to America, um, people who were of mixed ethnic backgrounds were kind of seen as lesser people, which is so odd because it's like, why? I don't understand. But anyways, not to get into that whole situation, but um, I would say that one of the biggest things that created this sort of tension, especially with witchcraft, is this idea that a lot of the people who who practice some of these things that they consider witchcraft were actually, you know, the native 
Americans from that time. So like the Puebloan people in this instance in New Mexico, um, you know, there's um, like curanderas. These are like healers um, that were kind of perceived as witches as opposed to what they were, which were like, you know, healers because um, it was believed that there's some witches who who are, you know, in the same kind of realm as these healers. They work in the same way. So I think lines got a little bit blurred between, you know, some of the Puebloan traditions and beliefs, which were seen as barbaric and kind of savage in perception to the Spaniards, you know, like mm -hmm. they they thought that they were doing a good thing by converting these people to Catholicism in general. And uh, actually an interesting thing, if you guys don't know about it, a lot of people don't know about this, but um, there was a witch trial in New Mexico um, in Abiquiu. And one of the things that was talked about a lot, like looking back at like historical records were that these priests were actually told, you know, like, this is kind of your guys's fault because you're not converting these people properly. You need to get on their level and make sure that they're they're coming on in God's path is basically like how that whole situation went. So it wasn't even like a witch trial where where there were executions. They were actually um, trying to save the people, which is interesting. If you think and do you know, like, do you know what time period this was? It was in the 1700s. Okay. I think, I think I could be wrong, but I think it was like 1765, 1766. Okay. So it's like still in the same kind of time realm as like when, I guess a little bit later than like the Salem witch trials and stuff like that was going on. Yeah. So right, right around the same time, I would say. Um, and it's odd too, because, you know, like the Spaniards were coming over, at least some of my ancestors, the earliest that I could trace back, they started coming to America in like the 1500s. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's interesting to see like the progression yeah. of how things evolved during that time. Hmm, wild. I'll do a little bit of uh, uh, research and link some link some articles in the notes if anyone wants to dig into that a little bit further um because that's news to me too so I'm yeah absolutely and I do think that's an interesting point you know like we hear so much about the New England witch trials you yeah. know and how things Which were I guess is just whitewashing exactly again, yeah that's right? the point like, I was getting at yeah oh yeah definitely for the I, worst I don't think uh oh I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually outside of New Mexico talk about like Abiquiu at all so yeah yeah so just out of curiosity um what brought you to this path like what's kind of your story well um it's it's a bit hard to explain because um you know I was raised very Catholic my my mom was super Catholic my my, both my grandmas were very Catholic um and it I don't know it's it's New Mexico is interesting in that like I mentioned before they this isn't like 
weird stuff to talk about. It's mm-hmm. it's actually stuff that's very common to talk about. Ghost stories are very common. Um, it's like a daily part of life. So I think between my grandma telling me these stories and and actually it's funny to say it this way, but my parents were also kind of um, a bit, you know, they contributed in some ways even though they don't like it, they don't like witchcraft, they don't like um, certain things. They, you know, like my mom, she bought me my first book of shadows when I was 12. And the rule was like, you could like this, you could, you can read about it, but you don't practice it. You don't. Oh, interesting. So it was, it's, you know, as a child, it's kind of um, confusing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can see how that would be really confusing because you have you have access to these stories, you have access to these tools, people are having conversations about it, but there's still that level of taboo that's kind of always cloaking everything that it's just all that, all that fun guilt and shame that we like to put on stuff. Yeah. And, and I think it's because in New Mexico, I mean, the best way, the best way I could describe it is they believe so heavily in the supernatural and um, the spirit world that they're terrified of it so in mm-hmm. their own way they're they're trying basically to like save my salvation kind of and um the it's kind of um a hard topic to discuss a little bit because we actually in new mexico um it's such a, a poor state we have our own like family cemeteries that we upkeep ourselves um, a lot of times people don't really have like headstones or anything like that because it just they they didn't have them you know um, but at one of our family cemeteries we had a giant like iron cross in the cemetery and my dad would tell me my grandma would tell me um, you know my great grandma would tell me like that cross like it's it's scary because it is like that was that was used to burn witches like in our cemetery so um it's 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 tough to think about you know and it wasn't actually removed until like I don't like a decade ago wow me and my dad were just talking about it um because we went to visit there recently for a relative who passed and we were talking about how that was there and like that was that was the, the thing to do at the time was um like the teenagers would go out into the family cemetery and they would look to see if there were any witches out there so oh yeah. interesting it's- yeah I I feel like I can connect to that a little bit um I mean I, I connect it back to like obviously like my ancestry which is more Irish and Scottish as you know um but I remember seeing a book um, where they described how it's really interesting because there is that connection of like Catholicism and folklore in places like Ireland and how somebody would leave milk and honey for the fairies before they dressed up and went to Sunday mass. Right. And how there's like this really interesting interweaving of that. And I also like was connecting to the story you were telling about your grandmother telling stories because my grandmother was the same way. She wasn't Catholic. Um, my grandfather was, she was actually Protestant and they got married, (laughs) um, which is a really interesting connection. But, um, my grandfather was super, super Catholic, super devout religious person, but my grandmother also 
was like very fundamentally Christian. Um, I don't think she would necessarily like identify as Protestant later in her life. She just was kind of just Christian under the umbrella, but she would love to talk about ghost stories and she would love to talk about aliens and she'd go and get her cards read by a psychic and stuff like that, which drove my grandfather crazy. But at the same time, he wasn't like completely opposed to it. You know what I mean? So it's like really interesting when you're speaking to that point of like, yeah, there's like the religious aspect of it. There's like the the concern and the taboo, but there's also like a sense of curiosity too, almost. Right. And I think it's kind of like that. It It's like childlike, childlike in a way. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, this is something I'm not supposed to do, but um, hmm, why? Like why, yeah. you know? So I feel like that's definitely kind of like an underlying theme to New Mexico's kind of culture in general is like this weird curiosity childlike wonder yeah absolutely Hmm. well I yeah this is all fascinating and like it's just so interesting all the parallels that exist in all of these cultures too like yes you don't think we're so special um but we're all scared of the same stuff (laughs) oh yeah it's scary Uh, if you think about it yeah, no, and for sure. And so like I feel like this is a decent segue. A quickly, let's take a super fast break, internet break for an ad right here. Future Cheyenne, put one right here. <laughs> hey lovely listeners, are you as obsessed with my co-host as I am? Who am I getting? Of course you are. So for even more herbal goodness, make sure you're following thinningoftheveil.apothecary on Instagram and check out Shale's website at thinningoftheveilapothecary.com. Here you'll find her gorgeous blog, herbal offerings, consultation information, and a beautiful community that grows bigger every day. You don't want to miss this journey. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. See you online. But you mentioned at the beginning when we first started that you have some new stories for us. So I'm wondering if we just want to jump into the storytelling aspect of this too, because storytelling is such a huge, it's the thread that holds all of these things together, right? It's how they get passed down. It's how these superstitions and fears are um, inherited. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be great if you could start with the, the story to kind of tie us back to episode one, where we were talking about Beyond the Veil, which is where we met, really how Latina and Cheyenne and myself really got to talking and sharing stories was because Latina had an experience that kind of tied into what Cheyenne experienced with the dreams. But you were talking about hearing whistling in your room. And we connected that to like the the Irish beliefs that you shouldn't follow something at night that whistles at you. And you have something similar in your lineage too, and how those connect. So I just am curious, like how, how all that plays out. And I think that'd be a great place to start. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, I, I honestly don't know where this came from, but just growing up, I was always told, you know, like if you hear something, you know, that, that isn't coming from a person and it's whistling at you, the last thing you do is go f- try and find out what's whistling. Like that's the last, like a scary movie. Like you don't go and follow the noise because most likely you'll end up dead. In this case, I'm not really sure what will happen to you, but you just <laughs> don't do it. Like, just don't do it. Like yeah. that's it. 
you don't know what the outcome is probably something horrible but yeah literally um whistling like don't don't follow the whistling um which is funny because you know we also have a lot of weird um things we're told not to do growing up like don't throw your hair in the trash which my grandma she she was adamant about this um us girls growing up we weren't allowed to throw our hair in the trash and the reason why she said that is because she's like oh well the witch will get your hair um so you burn it or you flush it down the toilet which like i said it's bad for your plumbing oh there's the plumbing oh, wow. <laughs> it all comes around <laughs> i told you guys but um, <laughs> yeah so the the main reason why she told us this was because there was a story growing up and I'm not talking like fairy tale, like, oh, this is like fantasy story. This is um, a real story. And it involves my great grandma and some of her siblings. And they, so my family, this particular side of my family lives in like Costilla, Amalia area of New Mexico. So like the very rural mountainy area of New Mexico. And um they, I shouldn't say they, my, one of my aunts or uncles, um, they ended up finding these little dolls, and my grandma, I, also, sorry, this might be confusing, I sometimes call my great-grandma my grandma, too, and then my great-great-grandma, I sometimes call my great-grandma, so. Okay. Sorry, It'll, it's just gonna, it's gonna sound crazy, but. That's all good. So, <laughs> My grandma, um, the way she tells it is that they were these little wooden dolls. They had human hair on them and they were so detailed. Like she, she constantly would say like, Heatha, I don't know how or why they made them. I don't know how they got those little fine details because you could see like every muscle and tendon and mm. vein. That's how she would, she would say it. Like you could see every vein how um, how big were they? She said that they were only about like three inches. Interesting. Big. And she said they, and that's what amazed her, I think, was that they were so tiny, but there were so many intricate details. And the scary thing is that they resembled my great aunts and uncles and my great grandma. And so, they just, they just appeared someday. Like, where did she find them? She found them on a windowsill outside Ugh. of her it's <laughs> like get the heebie-jeebies yeah I'm so, home alone tonight yeah. <laughs> the scary thing is is you know like around this time my great aunts and uncles and they were dropping like flies so there there were probably like two or three of them that had passed away within a short time following finding these dolls but they would pass away after finding the doll yeah and oh. um the weird, thing, the weird thing too is they didn't find them just once they found them twice and one thing I didn't tell you guys when we we're talking about this before is they tried burning the dolls and they wouldn't burn <laughs> so like that that was our hair on those dolls you do not throw your hair in the trash. No matter what you do, you burn it. I don't care what you have to do. Don't throw your hair in the trash. Don't. So, so to that point, were your great aunts and uncles, were they 
like good about practicing that about not throwing their hair in the trash or was that like they made the mistake of doing it and then the doll showed up yeah so they they made the mistake so we were basically oh. supposed to learn from the mistake like, like don't the curse throw. of the dolls yeah so that that whole thing didn't start coming up until after the dolls had been found and wow. yeah it's something we oh so that's what caused your grandmother to say not to do that interesting yeah so that's kind of where you start to see a little bit of like how folklore and like these these stories start to kind of affect our real life yeah and the fact that the story is like a real experience like that doesn't help yeah Yeah. so so had your grandmother like so had she known the folklore of not leaving your hair in the trash and then like people didn't practice that and then it came out or did she learn because of the fact that they threw the hair in the trash you're not supposed to do that she learned because of the fact so basically her she she always was skeptical about how they got her hair and so from then on, she's like, they must have got it from the trash. And from that point on, like family tradition now, don't throw your hair in the trash. But you're not finding any more dolls, right? Like since you stopped throwing it in the trash. Oh no, we haven't found any more dolls, but. Oh my gosh, I throw my hair in the trash all the time. <laughs> well, um, I, I also think, you know, it's, it's more about like who. Yeah. Who and yeah the intention behind it yeah definitely and I'm sure you to guys they you don't know who it was we don't know we don't know who it was we don't know where they came from I actually don't even know what they ended up doing with the dolls I was and gonna ask that if you knew where they were I have no idea they don't talk about it they don't talk about it that far just that the dolls couldn't be burned and that no matter what you do don't throw your hair in the trash so <laughs> Are yeah. there other little like superstition isms that you like practice like that? Like the oh yeah. So um as I mentioned, we're Catholic. Um as babies, like newborn babies, we would have to wear a piece of blessed pink coral on our shirts at all time. And this was basically like a way to protect from the ojo, which, you know, like is the evil eye. Um, And, you know, we have some real life tales of that too. My, my great grandma, she's always getting messed up with stuff. I don't know what's going on. She's the guinea pig of your family. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, I can't believe she was ever skeptical when she has this many stories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so she had these growths like all over her elbows, complete like bumps. We're talking like massive, like you would think that she was like, I'm sorry, grandma, I don't mean to be saying this, but you would think that she was like a monster from like one of those monster movies because she just had these like balls all over her elbows. And, um, my grandma, so her daughter, um, would constantly tell me, yeah, it's because grandma got the ojo. She got the ojo. And mm-hmm. ironically, so she divorced my my great grandpa and my great grandpa got remarried to another woman who's very religious as well. And um, she got the ojo, except she had like these massive dents like all over her head. Wild. And so they... Yeah, like the ojo, you don't mess with that, man. So piece of 
piece of pink coral blessed in church wear that at all times as a baby because they say that like basically the oho to us is like usually caused by a woman who um is i don't want to say jealous but kind of like envious of the child i've actually heard that too like you you really like that's why a lot of the folklore around like not so like there's the belief that you shouldn't tell people that you're pregnant until after the first trimester and people usually think it's because there's a greater chance of miscarrying but I've also heard that there's a connection to it too because you don't want bad energy being directed towards you and your baby in that like critical development stage yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's very yeah that's very similar um basically protecting your child from anybody who might be envious of their youth um beauty whatever it might be you want to protect them at at all costs because apparently how long do you wear it how long do you keep the pink coral on a baby um I was always told like about a year um I'm sure you could keep them keep it on them longer um if you're really worried but like that first year I guess is kind of like the like pivotal time one yeah so interesting yeah um also I'm trying to figure out how to how to get into this story because I feel like it's a pretty interesting story I think this is just kind of like a a, we're pretending (laughs) we're around a campfire and you just like rattle them off I'm I'm so I don't think we can say it's like yeah (laughs) yeah so um another story that's so this is a story that's kind of popular in New Mexico as a whole, but it's, um, this, is, this isn't, I don't know for sure if, how real this is or not, how rooted in reality it is, but um, there's like this tale of uh, the man with the gold cane and he's supposed to look really wealthy, very suave, very, um, you know, attractive. And he, he bar hops basically like all around New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story goes that like, he'll go and he'll like dance with all the women and, you know, like have a good time, go to the next bar, do the same thing. And basically like, that's the devil dancing with the women. Um, The reason why that's kind of important is because it leads to like another story that is real. So this is a real story this time. Um, So my great grandma, always my great grandma. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Um, she, you know, when she was married to my great grandpa, um, he was, he was a pretty bad alcoholic, um, would disappear all the time, you know, go, go on a drinking bender. And, um, one night she was waiting up for him and she saw headlights pull up into, to the, I wouldn't even call it a driveway into the like dirt that they normally park the car at and you know like in we're talking rural New Mexico and this was like way in the past even now there's still not like any like street lights or anything like that so it's very easy to be scared up there in the dark but um she saw headlights was like great he's home um waited for him to come inside didn't come inside waited longer still nothing she started to get kind of nervous and um she went outside 
<clears throat> and she saw like the driver door was open. So she's like, what the hell? Like, where did he go? Like, what's going on? And she's like looking around for him. He's not, in, he's not in the driver's seat, not walking around, not coming up to the door. Um, she like goes into the car to like turn the car off and she notices he's sleeping in the back seat. But the crazy thing is she saw like hoof prints in the dirt, like leading away from the car. This is the second time I'm hearing this story. And it I know still it's gives me still chills. wild, still <laughs> freaking wild. Yeah. So she said she never saw the, the, whatever it was, whoever that, drove him home, whatever drove him home. But she said he was out cold. There's no way he drove himself home. Did he have any recollection of anything or was he like blacked out? Oh, that's a home? great question. He, oh, he was blacked out. Blacked out. No idea. And honestly, if I, if I were to have asked him about any of that, I don't think he would tell you, tell me at all, because like he kind of, um, after him and my great grandma divorced, he turned into like super, super religious, like thought he was religious before, but like completely changed his, his life and stopped drinking and doing all that stuff. And, um, I don't think he would he would dare speak of it even but, talk about it yeah how long how long after this incident did they get divorced honestly I don't know I would have to ask um I'm just I curious think, if it was like a pivotal moment where they're like oh well the devil is driving him home you know <laughs> yeah yeah um I don't know I would have I'm gonna have to ask my grandma that because I think that would be really interesting to find out you know like if that had an impact on yeah, like if any of the supernatural occurrences were yeah. like leading up to it yeah definitely Ooh, um, chills. <laughs> another story um that is really significant probably one of my favorite stories actually I wrote a short story based on this story um Ooh. and is it uh, published anywhere or did you just write it oh I just wrote it I I'm so I have um, like a children's anthology, like children's horror anthology. I have like the first volume written and I, I started the second volume and that one's going to be in the second volume, but. Um, Latina, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, like where's your Kickstarter? I want to like, like let's, contribute to let's this. Let's get this. Let me help you. Let's publish oh, it. Oh yeah. I'll have to send you guys the manuscript and the short story for. Yes, please. The, that's the I'm about to tell you because it's, it's literally my favorite. And I was just talking to my grandma about it. I was like, grandma, like that story. And she's like, oh yeah. She's like, I heard that when I was, I was little. And hmm. to this day, like, I still, I still can't, I can't deal with it. So basically the story goes, um, I'm not going to say who they are or anything like that but um I had some relatives um who were living you know in a in a mobile home in New Mexico obviously and um the that night we'll just call it that night because it sounds scary um <laughs> definitely as the obvious I'm into it <laughs> So that night, you know, um, my relative, you know, was like getting, getting ready for bed, you know, cleaning up the kitchen, doing all that kinds of stuff. And, um, they heard somebody outside and, uh, they go to the window and they see 
it's another relative and they're hysterical like just speaking incoherently not really making any sense kind of rambling on about something um you know the the gibberish we we still don't really have like a good solid of what was said but um basically the relative in the mobile home is just like what what are you talking about like I'm trying like I don't understand what you're saying please help me understand what you're saying and um the relative outside is it they their mood kind of changes like like something clicks and their mood changes and um the way it's told to me is like even the air like you could feel like a difference in the air and uh they they start bawling like just crying and so the relative in the mobile home is like what's wrong what's wrong like what's going on please like just tell me what's going on like I have no idea what's going on with you please help me understand and um the scary thing is is like as this relative is crying the tears start to turn red like the color of blood wow and so the relative in the mobile home is like freaking out like Freaked what out. the hell is going on here and she you know gets a gets a phone call goes to take the phone call please please just wait like let me take this phone call um the phone call was from another relative who is basically like oh, I'm sorry to give you this news but so and so you know uh I'm 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 like just shocked like they they passed away I hate to tell you this and you know the relative on the on the phone in the mobile home is like no 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 um they're outside <laughs> they're outside the window and they're like no that's impossible like I'm here with them I'm here with their body like they're dead there's no way you could be talking to them so the relative that would be so much to like take in where you're getting this phone call but the relatives outside crying tears of blood oh yeah it's a crazy <laughs> story like it get, it stresses me out like, yeah. like I want to like know what's happening but like yeah. so basically they get off the phone they go outside, relatives nowhere to be found. The next day, you know, like you kind of need a night to kind of yeah. all sink in. The next so, day, so you don't really know how that, like, did the relative just like leave or like vanished? They, they, they weren't looking for them because you know, they were, they were so upset. They go outside, like, give me a second. Like I'll come outside to help you. Let me just take this phone call, go outside gone it's like I said it's like super dark up there no lights nothing oh, that makes it even creepier the fact that it was dark <laughs> yeah they disappeared into the night um wow. the next day the relative is like trying to put the pieces together it's confirmed that this person's gone left the physical world yeah and so they're having a hard time like comprehending everything so they go outside to the spot where the relative was that was crying just to find on the side of their mobile home is just like these red rusty drips all along the side of the house and my grandma tells me all the time like 
they they tried repainting it no matter what they did the the rusty red color would come through all the time everything that they did that's wild yeah that that's a story I think that it's it's very imprinted in my mind it it molded me into the creepy person I am today (laughs) but (laughs) it's really sad it, it, it kind of is. You feel a heartache when you hear that. Yeah, story. like oh, I like I wish we would have been able to communicate with you to like help you through this moment too, or like what happened that helped you like actually move on. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, it's it's deeply sad, but it's and the it's fact that there's like something left behind, right? Like the red streaks, like it, it feels symbolic somehow. Yeah, yeah definitely. People like to be remembered. I think that's a big, I think that's a big theme with hauntings too, that like, we like to like go really deep and try to find all of these like really intense, meaningful reasons for hauntings in general, or like why things are happening. And I think a lot of the time it is just as simple as like, people don't want to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I think, I think that was literally what they were trying to, trying to say, like, yeah, like I'm gone. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Please remember me. Like yeah. I'm leaving this behind to remind you, even though it's terrifying and odd, but um, yeah, it's a, it's probably one of my, it's a terrible story. I mean, one of my relatives died and was screaming for help Yeah, in, from like a spirit form or whatever you want to believe but um it's one of my favorite stories for sure and like I said like these are real stories like right told to us like retold to us all the time but do you guys want to hear the new story yeah absolutely <laughs> tell us the new story so, so I'm gonna drive to Fort Collins and sleep at Shale's house tonight <laughs> there is the spare bed right here <laughs> Or you can come cuddle with us. It's totally fine. Yeah, I'm not going to sleep alone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So this, this new story, <laughs> this new story happened within the last two weeks, you said, right? Yes. So my- so It's like brand new. It's brand new. Exclusive OBMM breaking news. I just heard the story like a day before Halloween. So okay. my grandma and grandpa- they constantly drive to New Mexico, one to get chilly and two. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good reason. Okay, I think that's a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. So they go get chilly. My grandpa goes fishing. Um, they visit the family home that was like built in like 17, whatever. Wow. And, um so they go and my my grandma said you know like I was actually supposed to go with them that's the funny thing but I I I couldn't I was just way too busy but um I guess they were driving back and at this time of year um they they try to go to beat the snow mm-hmm. while they're driving back and it's like just coming down like crazy and um like snow in Colorado so it's um yeah like it's it's going from New Mexico into Colorado, like as, as they're crossing in, I don't know how far they were 
into, you know, coming into Colorado, but they're like somewhere right in that area. And um, my grandma sees somebody, okay, well, first of all, let me paint a picture. This is like flat land, like there's nothing, like no people, no houses, no buildings or businesses, like just flat desert land. We got like Courage the Cowardly Dog vibes. Courage, like, yeah, like middle of nowhere, <laughs> so <good>. literally, except <laughs> your mission. Sure it's painted. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's snowing, coming down hard. And my grandma, she's like, I saw something, but I didn't know what it was. And I, I got chills already. I, I kept looking and I kept looking and like all I could see was like a pointed something, like a pointy hat or something and like like a blue like shawl. She's like this person is like walking and they're like fighting against the wind. And my grandpa like so my grandpa, he's not my biological grandpa but he he's my grandpa oh yeah he he raised my my dad and his sister and he's the only grandpa I know so um he's um from Minnesota very you know very very Minnesotan man but um <laughs> he, he doesn't believe in any of this stuff like he's yeah. he's all about the facts he's not sure. super at all I mean he he's involved in it now because he's been married to my grandma for so long and you know has been to New Mexico countless times but um he starts to notice this person and he's he's like telling me because you know my grandma she she could be a bit exaggerated with things but my grandpa he's like no Latina like I'm telling you like I saw like your grandma saw it and then I saw it and it's this person and like the winds are going like high speed he's like he's like I couldn't even fish um, brought me <laughs> home that's like a so grandpa it's I couldn't even fish <laughs> I couldn't even fish here are all these earthworms for your turtles anyways so um he's like I couldn't fish it was so windy like this person is like fighting against the wind and they're walking in the middle of nowhere in the snow with just this like blue shawl and this pointy hat this black pointy hat and uh they both saw the same thing they both saw the same thing um and my grandma said you know like we we're starting to get closer and closer and closer and I I can for sure see this is a person with a pointy black hat and this blue shawl and you know as we're we finally get to the point where we're driving past this person and so me and your grandpa we both like do the head turn thing looking out the window and they're right next to the car and <gasps> my grandma, like they're trying to see their face and my, my grandma says this is the best way I could describe it all I can see because their face she's like I don't know if they were wearing a mask I don't know if they painted their face their face was completely black all I could see were their eyes looking at us and the second that they passed this person this person now starts crossing the street, like behind the car. And, you know, they cross the street, they're walking along. And my grandma's like, I have my eyes on them the whole time because I'm, I want to know what this person's doing because it just seems really weird, weird. and very, very like, you know, like it's, it's suspicious. Mm-hmm. basically. And this person walks across the street, goes to the other side. And my grandma says, 
he thought I'm not even kidding you, they disappeared. Ugh. <laughs> he wild. And my grandma, she's like, I don't know what they were doing. And my grams, you know, he like butts in and he's like, yeah, I don't know if they were like looking for like roadkill or what they were doing, but they were. But like, there's nowhere for him to go because there's like, it's flat, right? Completely yeah. flat. Completely flat land. No civilization in sight. Just walking through the snow in the desert. Like in winds that are like can't fish in them apparently <laughs> Too fucking windy. <laughs> yeah and my grandma she's like they they made their gaze was on us crossed the street behind the car i was watching them disappeared don't know where they went it's flatland they couldn't hide behind anything and we're talking like my grandpa said, like it's it's already to the point where there's snow on the ground. So everything is just like white at this point. The sky is white because, you know, like when the when it's snowing, the sky kind of turns like that whitish gray. Yeah. The whole thing is just white. And this person in this black pointy hat with this shawl. Yeah. Doing God knows what in the weird yeah, so I thought you guys would like that. That's a good one. But it's a really good one. Terrifying. And is yeah. there is there any folklore that your grandparents know about that has to do with the guy in a pointy hat? No. I mean, other than witches, but yeah. no, I want to like research the like the it's just is the blue significant? I have questions. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, who like the face who are you? like that that's the weirdest thing to me like that their face was just completely my grandma said that like it was just black and my grandpa said it too he's like you know I don't talk about this stuff you know I don't mess with this stuff that makes the story much more legit I love it when it happens to people who are so like rooted in reality that they're like nah this is all bullshit and you can explain all of it away yeah and my grandpa he's he's one of those guys and he just told me he's like I he calls me teen teen I can't explain it don't know what was going on don't know wow. what they were trying to do I think they were looking for roadkill I'm not sure but that kind of goes back into um you know the whole bruja thing like you don't mess with you don't mess with witches and and also to add to that like it's it's almost like New Mexico kind of makes witches into something that isn't part of like our realm of being it's almost like they're like disconnected in some mm-hmm. sort of like spirit realm in a way like they they've kind of like transcended us like they're yeah. they're a completely different like entity or being so that's just so don't mess with them yeah I would love to dive more into that just in general like in future episodes or just research in general of like like my constant joke is that we're in the darkest timeline um, to my husband because we we are. Like, has anyone looked outside? It's terrible out there. Don't Dude, I was thinking about that today. Don't go out there. It was nothing but like doom scrolling on Instagram. Like, it's so like, is there anything positive going on in the world at all? <laughs> like at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is like like that like astral projection timeline hopping. Um, it's so scary because it's so unknown that you don't it's not safe, right? Like that's the reality of a lot of it. It reminds me of things like the elevator game or whatever, yeah. right? Where you're like, oh, we could just hop on over 
to a new dimension and literally never come back. Yeah. And it's just so interesting, those intersections of when it, of when our dimensions collide too. Like deja vu is an obvious example of when we like as lowly little humans experience it, but oh yeah, that's wild. It's also fascinating to think about like the different like definitions of a witch, right? Like oh, totally. Like there's like our contemporary, the way that like we all collectively probably identify as a witch, but then there's like this really interesting section of folklore that has a very distinct like you said Latina like transcendent version of witches that are almost like in the same realm as like the other side right like they're they're like not even human but like at the same time are still defined as a witch it's it's fascinating to me how those intersect yeah like they're human-esque but they're like not it's like they're like a supernatural being that you like like I hate to say it this way but like demons kind of like mm-hmm. you know, like they're they're like a completely different entity and uh yeah like there's stories all the time like I I used to hear this one like if if you see an owl and it's funny because I just I heard another another guy on YouTube actually um I was kind of listening because I've been trying to figure out a lot of like my own lineage a little bit try to figure out like what exactly that is um but this uh like got a a master's in like history or something this guy he he does like the history of New Mexico and he was talking about um this story that I heard when I was growing up too like if you see an owl you can ask it like tomorrow you'll bring me salt well not really ask it like more like tell it like as a statement tomorrow you'll bring me salt and basically if somebody comes knocking on your door the next day like looking for salt they're a witch because that they were they were like it's weird it's kind of like skinwalkers meets like like witches like the whole new mexico area like my aunt's she she's from the Apache reservation and I was actually going to talk about this in one of our classes when we were talking about the aliens and stuff that whole place it's nuts because you have like alien encounters you have Bigfoot you have ghosts you have witches so it's like all like inter like woven into this weird area in in the new in the mountains of New Mexico on this like reservation so that's so fascinating yeah we really should do an aliens episode there's so many tangents I want to go down now and I'm like nope (laughs) rein it in do not start going on your alien freak out right now well because then I start going off about like Elon Musk and then it just like spirals I I live at the base um I live at the base of Table Mountain in Golden and I had a friend a rude friend named Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy's getting called out. <laughs> we were outside taking Willie potty, or he's hiked this mountain with me a lot, right? Like, this is my morning hike. I go on this hike every single day. Yeah. And I hiked it with him once, and he had the nerve. So he's calling in aliens. <laughs> he's like, this is definitely like an abduction place. So I was like, cool. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thanks for telling me. Now I can't take my dog potty in the <laughs> middle of the night. Because I'm terrified. And I think about it every single time. This happened probably I would. 
every time I take Willie potty and it's barely dark outside, I'm like, please. I usually put a petition up. I'm like, please don't take me. Like, I just, I don't like, I don't have the emotional capacity to handle this. Like my dog might be doing you a favor. It's going to stress me out. Like, please just don't. They might be doing a favor. Like take me off this planet to a better one. You know, I would be, if I knew what I was expecting, it might be a different kind of right? Like, it is hard when you're like the planner type where you like need yeah, to know the well, outcome. And my problem is that my brain always goes to like Kate McKinnon, SNL alien. <laughs> yeah. where I'm like, I can't, like, I cannot fucking hang. Like, please do not take me. <laughs> I don't have the willpower to hang. Like, I just won't, it won't end well for you guys. You guys will be pissed. Like, I'm not going to help you at all. <laughs> I'm just going to be so stressed out the whole time. Um, but yeah, now I think about that every time because I definitely live like it's a weird location like table mountain is actually yeah. kind of a geological anomaly which is really interesting um but like the fact that it even exists the way it does is kind of strange so like he's probably right and it's fine <laughs> he's uh, probably right I accept this fate <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie to you occasionally Willie will just poop on the patio if it's too dark and too scary for me to go outside you gotta protect yourself it makes but- sense yeah. 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 You don't want to be one of those girls like in scary movies, you know? <laughs> so, Latina, we could sit here and listen to you tell. Literally, I feel like no time until is the end. Of time. And I'm like, we've been talking for an hour. <laughs> yeah. And it felt like it flew by. Um, but I do want to make sure that people know where to find you and that you're not just an amazing storyteller, but you're an amazing artist as well. And you can see that from amazing artist. Your shit is so fucking cute, dude. If you love cute shit and you love creepy shit, Latina is your person. And literally Latina knew us for three fucking days and completely captured us in this image (laughs) in the most amazing way. So Latina, where can people find you? Please tell us your business. What do you do? All of the things. Um, I don't want anybody to find me. That's just, fair. I'm kidding. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram, uh, my handle is at the creepster underscore six six six. Hailson. Yep. My cat, <laughs> if you're interested, is you're interested. Yeah, you are absolutely interested. <laughs> He's crypt kitty underscore six six six. Um my Etsy shop is Black Salt and Dandelions. That's my business. Um, my art is really based on like the monster being misunderstood a little bit. So like there's like this quirky, silly, funny side to what we know as the monster that has been like misperceived. So there you go. That's I what love it is. That. I love it so much. Everything you make is adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Completely obsessed. Thank you so much too. I just want to express like, Thank I feel like you this guys. is not something you're crazy comfortable with, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to express my gratitude for you showing up and being here and telling us these stories too. Like you're sharing really personal, intimate stories from your family. And that's yeah, like, it feels like a privilege. It's genuinely an honor. And we're really happy to have you here. I'm happy you guys invited me. I'm glad you guys thought I was interesting enough. You're so cool. No, <laughs> we think you're so fucking cool. Like, oh my God. Stories all day. We could probably do an entire season with just you. And it would be like viral <laughs> episodes every time. 
Seriously. Oh, you guys are too kind. Is there anything we haven't touched on? Anything I don't think you want to so. say? I don't okay. think so. I think I think I told you guys all the stories I had <laughs> in my little treasure. I mean, I know that's not story. true, but <laughs> So Latina, we love to end every episode with a perwitchin slip. So it's our version of a permission slip to our audience. Okay. And we decided we're going to spin things on their head this year. And instead of us trying to come up with some sort of perwitchin slip, because people are probably tired of hearing from us. We're putting all the responsibility on our guests. Okay. Yes. Guys, you need so to be. If you wanted to share a perwitchin slip with our audience, what would you say? Uh based on like your own experience um what we've talked about today like the intersectionalities of folklore like whatever whatever comes to you like like a, a caution a caution a caution is fair it can be a caution or it can be like you know what if you need self-care today you do you like what are you giving permission to the world so here's an example actually a perwitchin slip i thought of earlier while you were talking um i think you um there are a lot of people who don't know a lot of their family stories, right? Or their family's folklore, um, or where where things come from, where their superstitions come from, why they do the things they do. So my provision slip based on this episode and our conversation today would be to invite people to reach out to a family member and ask about a story. Ask the weird questions too, yeah. right? Like you have perwitchin to ask the weird fucking questions. Ask the weird questions. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. Perwitchin to, you know, be honest and true to what your family has to tell. They have some crazy stories, I'm sure. And always throw your hair in fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. always flush your hair down the toilet yeah don't don't put it in the trash because dolls they might come for you I don't know I am if anyone's been here since day one you know that I do not fucks with dolls <laughs> in any capacity dolls puppets dummies no if you're human shaped and you're not human you can get the fuck out also, I'm realizing that I need to have a very like good heart to heart with my husband because bless him. He, every time we go to vacuum the floor, he has to, he spends like 30 minutes doing this where he cuts the hair that comes from my head that gets wound up in the like thing in the Out vacuum. Of your vacuum. <gasps> yeah. And then he throws it away. So I'm going to be like, that hair. there's hair yeah. everywhere that there's I throw away. Oh my god. Exactly. So I'm gonna have to tell my husband, like, bro, we gotta burn that now. We can't, yep. we can't be thrown in the trash. <laughs> just wow. throw it in something that you would norm normally just burn like a fireplace, just throw it in there. Just toss it in. Yep. There you go. Well, it's there you valuable. go, bitches. Um, thank you, Latina. All of her details will be in the show notes. Make sure you are following our fabulous guests and yeah, just thank you again. Thank you for sharing this. I'm very grateful to have had this conversation with you today. Of course. Thank you guys. I'm just going to keep saying thank you to you guys over and over again. So cheers, cheers to that. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Woo. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. 
you all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world. So please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there. So please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. Cheers.